Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. A short history of HIV renal disease and HIVAN, or how to be right and be wrong and missed opportunities, a personal account. In about 1981, my first experience with what would become known as HIV was when at the IAP-USCAP annual meeting, I was covering the publication PR room in which reporters from around the town could come and ask questions about what they should cover in their newspaper from our meeting. There was something called immunodeficiency syndrome, and they wanted to know about it. I didn't know much about it, and neither did anyone else at the time. Eventually, it became known that this disease, which seemed to first appear in San Francisco and then other big cities, was indeed caused by a virus. Some controversy about who deserves the credit for that discovery. While at Parkland, AIDS, HIV, was becoming a hot topic and a dreaded, terrible disease. Everyone in surgical path had to be quite careful, as usual, handling specimens. One of our residents got exposed to it, but luckily did not develop it. In another instance, I was walking out of the surgical path suite and noticed something in a plastic bag and looked in. Blood splashed everywhere. It was tubing from a cardiac procedure. But luckily I found out that the patient was HIV negative. That taught me one has to be vigilant all the time, not just in the surgical pathology suite. In 1986, when Dr. Vivette Degati and I was preparing a festschrift for Dr. Conrad Parani, one of the nephrologists from the University of Cincinnati, Dr. Victor Pollock, called me and asked me what I thought a good name was for the cases of focal segmental sclerosis in HIV patients they were describing. Being from Oklahoma and knowing about tornadoes and how they implode houses, when I was young I hid under the bed a lot from those twisters, I indicated that they should name it implosive glomerulonephropathy. You can see how well that stuck, an opportunity missed. At the time, there was much discussion among nephrologists as to whether the dialysis nurses should be exposed to the possibility of HIV infection by patients undergoing dialysis for HIVAN or not. Ethically, the answer was that these patients will be dialyzed. Of course, with the advent of multiple HIV therapies such as heart, the frequency of HIVAN has decreased considerably since that time. In 1990, when I was recruited to my alma mater, the University of Oklahoma, I received a Presbyterian Health Foundation grant for about $150,000 to study HIV in the kidney, what would eventually be called HIVAN. Dr. Tibor Nadosti and I studied a number of kidneys from HIV patients. Dr. Arthur Cohen and colleagues from California had studied with antibodies a number of HIV components, and to our and others' surprise, the HIV staining was everywhere in the kidney. It seemed to many of us that that was too much to be true. As part of our Presbyterian grant, we studied a number of components of the HIV, GAG, pole, on, with antibodies and in situ hybridization. We found it 
but after about 12 months discovered that we had used the wrong controls. Using normal kidneys instead of the more appropriate idiopathic FSGS without HIV exposure kidneys. And the positive findings were just sticky proteins in our HIV tissues, and the staining was nonspecific. Thus, we decided the studies to date were incorrect, and there was no evidence that HIV directly infected the kidneys and led to HIVAN. However, since that time, molecular models of HIVAN using knockouts and knock-ins have developed models of HIVAN that to my eyes appear identical to the HIVAN in patients. So, like most research, it went back and forth. Our paper that took us over a year or two to develop and write from OU, published in Modern Path, was both right and wrong. Finally, right in looking at the proper controls, not normal kidneys, but FSGS unrelated to HIV, but wrong in that we did not discover the parts of the HIV in the kidney of AIDS patients with HIVAN, which apparently is there. And so it goes. Whether HIV elements lead to HIVAN or something intermediary such as a cytokine storm is still being debated. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.